Welcome to the Nebraska Abilities Podcast. I am Nate, alongside my lovely co-hosts Zach and Andy. Uh, Nebraska this week has gone on to two and zero in the last two games. Um, <laughs> two and two on the season. They won against Louisiana Tech this last Saturday, twenty-eight to fourteen. A little closer than we would have liked at the end there, but uh, weather delay kind of made things a little weird. Uh, definitely had some just. Interesting, uh, interesting tidbits down the down the way there uh, with that weather delay. Uh, some interesting injuries that came up, and but the Huskers came out with the W uh, to go on to two and two on the year, and we're looking ahead to uh, next week. So I'll just go ahead and say some quick thoughts on what I saw against Louisiana Tech. It was another game where just the whole team looked a little slow. Um, I'm hoping that is just the case of we're playing lesser opponents and we're looking forward to next week or this coming week and uh, weren't quite prepared as much as we should have been, which is a little on coaching, but I'll, I'll let it slide. We'll see what happens on Saturday. But <laughs> uh, if we have another slow start uh, against a better team, we could be in for a world of hurt, uh, no matter how good our defense is. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Otherwise, overall, team looked fine enough it wasn't you know blowout win but it was kind of one of those slow burn where for the most part we were in control for most of the game didn't feel like things were that out of control or out of hand um in my opinion at least it it was close but it wasn't wasn't really i don't know a worry of mine that we were going to lose the game uh but i'll go ahead and just pass it over to andy and zach quick that's just those are my quick Quick hitting thoughts for now. We'll dive into things a little more as we go in, but either of you guys. Yeah, uh definitely like you said, the the whole team just looked off in terms of their movement, style, all of that. It was just one of those at first it started off that they looked like they didn't really want to play the team that they were playing. Um, you know, and who know how much of that was maybe they were looking ahead to Michigan next week or everything, but the whole team just looked sluggish, slow, uh, on both sides of the ball, really. And that's kind of the first time we've seen out of the defense all season that they weren't the top-notch defense that we saw against Northern Illinois last week or definitely against Minnesota or Colorado that they were. You know, I don't think we got a single sack uh, in the game, so sad face, no big back sacks this week. But... It just it looked off from the start, and you know it maybe got a little bit better after the delay, uh, but uh, not really in terms of what we thought that game should have been. You know, maybe we just had a little bit too high expectations last week of the offense coming out in the second half and putting up more points, uh, and maybe just setting us back down to reality a little bit of okay, you know, maybe the Northern Illinois offensive game was maybe somewhat of a fluke. Maybe it's something that we should lower our expectations now on the offense of how much they actually can score um, going forward. And certainly against, you know, probably your toughest opponent, you're going to play the rest of this year in Michigan coming to town this week. So just one of those things that hopefully they're focusing uh, this week on just being able to improve a lot of what they did on offense last week. And they did have some, uh, some good bright spots there, you know, uh, for sure. I think, 
Billy Kemp getting a lot more involved in the offense now uh, was a good start just to see him get some more pass catching opportunities, you know, got involved in that jet sweep uh, for a touchdown there. So trying to get him involved in more, I think is definitely what Nebraska needs to keep doing because um, he can hurt you and help you uh, hurt you in the sense of hurt the defense uh, by, you know, being open, being fast, being uh, quick and everything just for that sense. But Getting him involved, I think, is going to be helpful for the offense and, you know, help whoever's leading the quarterback, you know, have a for sure target that you might go to when you're throwing the ball. Um, I was a little surprised we didn't see a whole lot of Marcus Washington in terms of when they did pass the ball. You know, he probably got a couple looks and maybe that was it, but um, certainly didn't get a whole lot of opportunities. I know uh, Fredoni did score again, which is, again, what we've preached all year is, getting our tight ends more involved and definitely getting them the ball because Fedoni is a weapon and he's still probably working back to get to his full potential and his full strength after what he's been through his entire career. So uh, yeah, keeping him involved. I mean, you know, you look at the receiving receptions for all our receivers. I mean, eight total receptions. Um, so definitely a game that Nebraska did not pass the ball that much, you know, uh, Heinrich was eight of 17. So again, even from that stat, just clearly Nebraska did not go into that game focusing on passing the ball at all. Um, I'd have to go back and look and be interested to see like when those passing opportunities happen, were they on your third longs, were they first down, first down after you got a first down off a run type situation. But um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I don't know how sustainable being that predictable, running the ball on offense is going to be helpful for Nebraska going forward the rest of the season, um, especially like a defense of Michigan coming into town this week, where if you're, yeah, and it's, it goes both ways is you can, you don't want to be too predictable at the same time. I don't know what else Nebraska can do right now based on the limited offensive talent they have. Cause you know what you have at quarterback, you know what you can have at Anthony Grant, but outside of that, I mean, it's your offensive line is still an issue. And, you know, we'll, talk about them more in depth, but it's one of those is you don't want to be too, too predictable, but at the same time, Nebraska might have to survive the rest of the season doing a 70, 30 runs, a pass split at the same time, just because there's not a whole lot there for the quarterbacks or the receiver room to kind of make those impact plays. Um, but then briefly touching just on the defense before I dive too much into that. Um, I mean, they, they held Louisiana tech to what we thought they should have. Um, you know, you come out after the rain delay, kind of give up a touchdown. And who knows if that does happen, if there is no delay, if the game just continues as it is and you don't have that 56-minute break in between uh, to kind of rest up and Louisiana Tech can kind of game plan and come back out and score. But, um, you know, they held their own. Uh, you know, they won the turnover margin, but a late interception touchdown that kind of gave Nebraska the field game victory there. But uh, at the same time, I mean, there's not – they didn't, you know, get a whole lot of pressure despite how many times Louisiana Tech. We knew that they were going to throw the ball even with the back of quarterback. They were still going to be very pass happy. Um, we knew they would stop the run and Nebraska, you know, stopped the run very, very well. Uh, but again, like I said, you know, just the secondary and everything going forward that I'm still a little bit concerned about because, I mean, they gave up 292 passing yards. Um, again, we knew Louisiana Tech was more of a pass happy team than a run happy team. But at the same time, you know, you did just a lot of passing yards given up. And I think that's going to be just 
the secondary just needs to play up to its potential that we think that they can. Uh, and we know that we can because we saw flashes of it last year. So hopefully they can just continue to improve on that. But again, probably not the defense's best performance or best uh, game uh, that we've seen just over the past three other games that we've had to sample them. But overall, they held their ground. They need they did what they needed to do, got the stops when they needed to. to um, and hopefully they just continue that momentum. Uh, but pass it over to you, Zach, just your thoughts on the game and we'll go probably deep dive in the offense. Don't have much else to add beyond that other than, you know, uh, the same thing. I thought it was a very slow start. Uh, we did, however, outside of the rain or the lightning delay, I thought we saw <clears throat> what rule has pretty much touted as his vision the whole time, which is the team, the team that generally wins the fourth quarter is the team that wins the game. And mm-hmm. I think the fourth quarter is when we finally saw Nebraska on both sides of the ball kind of wake up, um, you know, maybe late third quarter, I guess. But going into that fourth quarter, it seemed like finally that the team had started to gel together again. Uh, and if, if it does come down to that, they were already looking ahead to Michigan, that kind of concerns me because, we've been a team that's been bad enough long enough that we can't afford to be overlooking teams, even if we are supposed to beat them. Um, And especially in the sense that, yeah, we were supposed to win this game and the score might look a little closer than what, you know, you, if you watch the whole game, you might think, Oh, well, you know, that's a really close game for what it should have been. Eh." I, I think had we not had the weather delay, I think Nebraska would have, you know, held them to just the seven points or mm-hmm. yeah, the seven points they had. I, I think that the rate, you know, the lightning delay didn't help in terms of, you know, it let everybody kind of rest back up. Um, but it's, that's really also not an excuse that can be used other than it happened. So, uh, to me, I, I won't, I wouldn't say I was necessarily upset about the game. I was a little nervous throughout the game. There were quite a few times where I thought we looked, not bad, but just slow. And like, we couldn't, the fact we didn't get a sack, uh, is a testament to how good their line was, but Mm -hmm. also just how, how, uh, off kilter we seemed. Um, and we'll obviously get more into this with the offensive discussion, but I feel like we're seeing a trend of trying to be too smart to run what we should run when we know it's working as in, you know, running the ball was working and we were gaining a lot of yards. And I'm not saying we need to run on first, second, and third down. That becomes too predictable. But it seemed like a lot of times we were trying to do way too much and be way too creative when mm-hmm. really it was, we just needed to keep it simple. But maybe there's more to it. Maybe it was trying to preserve Grant. But even at the end of the game, Grant said he thought he had more in his tank and that wasn't the best game we've seen from him. So who knows? But <laughs> I mean, with that, I suppose we can just start talking about the offense because once again, I think the offense is the one that's probably got the biggest question mark on the team. Uh, even though we did look fairly solid, mm-hmm. um, you know, I will say Heinrich looked if he's not the right word, but eight for 17 is not great. But again, I think you said it, said it already, Andy, where this might've been more of just a, uh, Maybe it was just we were, and you know, maybe what I just said about how we were trying to be too smart and run creative plays, um, you know, maybe it just kind of evened itself out. But it seemed like the first half we were just passing a lot more than we really needed to be. 
No. And finally in the second half, it was, Oh, running the ball works. And it's like, why did we not do that in the first half? And then you finish with 312 rushing yards. And it's like, why are you even, you know, pass when you absolutely have to pass. But, you know, I, they were getting what probably, yeah, six and a half yards a carry. So it's like, you do that, you're getting a first down every other play at that rate. So it's, why are you even trying to pass the ball? And, you know, I get it. You know, if you get third and long on a penalty or a sack, tackle for loss or whatever, but, you know, just based off that stat, you're, yeah, you're getting a first down every other play. So why are you trying to be fancy and, you know, do anything else other than just run the ball? And I, I was screaming that at my TV a couple of times too. I was like, you know, just run, you know, just at that. I know there's that whole subsection of the fan base, like the run the damn ball crowd, but that's like what they needed to do Saturday. And, you know, she said, Zach, they didn't realize that until the second half when it actually started working more. And it's like, why are you trying to do anything else then? Like, and it's maybe rule and Satterfield just to have to come to the agreement. Like I said, is they have maybe have to realize that we are a 70, 30, maybe an 80, 20 run pass offense this year, just because that's what's working. And we have no other playmakers that receiver that can do that right now. Um, I mean, obviously I don't want that to happen. Cause then again, you come a little too predictable and then teams start to game plan for that. So at this, but yeah, it's, I don't know why it took so long for the offense to figure that out. And then you're, you're busting those plays, you know, maybe our, again, two, probably that average would have been up of those two, uh, long touchdowns for callback for holdings, which you blame the ref show, you blame the receivers not being able to block properly, but Hopefully they worked on that practice this week is okay. When, you know, it's a run play as a receiver, this is how you should be able to block. Um, this is how you can get away with like a holding call essentially. Cause you know, if you, if those still touchdowns, don't get called back. I mean, you're looking at a, what 42, 14 game instead of a 28, 14. And then it looks like a better offensive performance at that rate. So, you know, that drastically changes probably this discussion at the same time is, Nebraska was finally able to get some of those big plays off and finally get them to work, but then they get called back for holding. You know, uh, Heinrich still had that long play, but, you know, you add two more explosive 60-plus yard runs in there, it's, and Nebraska's finally able to find that explosiveness play that we, we we wanted to see all season. It just wasn't necessarily from, you know, a 50-yard vertical route by Tommy Hill or Billy Kemp or whatever that bust a big play for a touchdown, so... And there were 18 penalties called in the entire game yeah. between both teams. I mean, I that mean, was, it was, I don't, I don't want to be the guy to say, oh, that was ref ball. But like, especially in the yeah. second half, uh-huh. like, I remember us talking about it just like, holy cow, like, come on. And I, you it know, was a lot. it's like, just, you know, let some of these can probably be let go. I mean, there's been multiple times where many people have said there's a, there's holding on every play, you know, mm-hmm. how detailed are you, are the refs going to get with it? Apparently a lot in this game, <laughs> especially because they got, they called back how many, you know, of our plays, like you just said, you know, if we had those, we'd be talking right. way different. You'd and the like, Holy cow, our offense popped off too. <laughs> I mean, that easily, it could be a 28-21 final score because that kick ripped off return got called back, too, for a Louisiana Tech hold. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you also factor that in as, you know, we Nebraska did benefit from one of those as well. It's kind of wild to me that we also amassed 419 yards for of offense. And it's just like it, up until you look at it, you're like, of that is... yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you look watching the game. I they said that at some point, I think near the end of the fourth quarter. And they were like, there's not a like, chance I would have thought that, too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, there's no way I, they were like, yeah, Nebraska's got over 400 total yards here. And I was like, there's no shot. And then they showed the graphic <laughs> and I was like, oh, Okay, yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I guess they do. I was like, oh, and you know, but it's just crazy because our offense throughout what are we at four games throughout four games is just mm-hmm. been the biggest question mark, I think, of the entire team. And I will say, I think Heinrich has looked a lot. He's gotten progressively better. I mm-hmm. still think he's got a really good arm. I just I, I think there's a lot of non-trust between the receivers and i'm not saying that like he doesn't trust his receivers to catch it or anything i'm saying our receivers can't seem to get open no. and so it's like if he's going to throw the ball i don't think he i think he can throw the ball well and get it where it needs to go mm-hmm. but there's the uh, there's the mm-hmm. chance that our receiver is going to be covered not going to be able to catch it you know i like billy kemp and his attitude but his hands have been a little bit lacking but right. then on the other I, side, I will say they were better this week. <laughs> he, he's an avid listener to the podcast. I can tell because he was catching footballs this week. And like I said, I mean, he's got the right attitude. I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and dog on him for that. But mm-hmm. on the other side of things, too, when you have a an offensive line that gives Heinrich all of half a second to throw. Right. Yeah, what are you going to do? So I don't know the offense in a game that we should have had. A lot more points, a lot maybe maybe not a lot more yards, but we should have just had a lot better of a showing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and now we're taking on Michigan this week. It's like, <laughs> it's it's a little nerve wracking when you look at yeah. it, especially through that through that uh, through that lens, right? That to and me, having I think they rolled out Tommy Hill again and tried another long vertical pass with him. Uh, I don't, I don't, it was either completed. I don't think it was completed. I would have remembered that, but um, it just shows that, you know, I mean, they, the coaching staff loves Tommy Hill, no matter what position he plays, whether it's DB receiver, special teams, all of that. But it just shows that he probably has the most trust from the coaching staff right now to be kind of your vertical play wide receiver at the moment. Um, I thought I saw a quote today or yesterday that said, the coaching staff thought he was the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so, and it's a guy sense. that was not a natural born, I guess, receiver coming into mm-hmm. his recruitment. And I think that's a testament to coach. I mean, I, he wasn't a coach rule recruit, but it's kind of what rule is recruiting wise at the same time is he's getting more athletes as recruits rather than like, you know, you're a receiver. You're only specifically going to play receiver cornerback or all of that. Um, when we knew that too, like he wants guys that are fast and then he can kind of versatile, move them around to whatever position that they need fit. So it's just, maybe we'll see it again. I don't know. Again, depends on how Saturday goes and how pass happy they get. Or they also announced today that, uh, Joshua fleeks moved yes. to running back yeah. instead of wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at him, I think they said he's six foot and like 205 pounds. It's like, <laughs> that's way more of a running back type. Person yeah. than a, mm-hmm. but then again, we have Billy Kemp, who is what my height, five nine, five ten, <laughs> and he's our work receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, again, I'm you know, I, I don't necessarily live on the glory days of high school by any means, but I remember being short compared to people when I had to go out for a pass in high school, and I can only imagine doing that in college where the uh, <laughs> where the where the competition's a little higher, right. so and I, I mean, I, I don't know how he's doing yeah. it. 
because you you look at the two running backs that you lost. I mean, Ramirez was definitely more of a speed threat pass uh, passing back, but I mean, he was well, what five ten one eighty five, and then you go to Gabe Irvin, who was six foot two twenty, um, and then Anthony Grant five eleven two oh five. But then you look at the running backs that the freshman sophomores. I mean, they're all just like you know between five eight five eleven, like a buck seventy five, a buck eighty five. So it's Definitely one of those where, like, they need to – if you're going to have a bruising running back and run this kind of rushing offense, you're going to need a bruiser, especially when Big Ten play now ramps up like it is. You can't be throwing your 185-pound sophomore running back into a 300-pound Michigan line because <laughs> that's not going to end well for anybody. <laughs> you say that we can't. You watch. It's going to happen. We might have to, but – You absolutely can. But it's going to happen. But you shouldn't. <laughs> But, I will say though, Alex Bullock is also. I mean, he only I think caught one or two. Yeah. But he. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we've got options. The problem is, it's just it's been so. It's how pass happy are they going to be? How pass happy are they going to be? And it just seems like there's been times where even when our quarterbacks can get them the ball, it's just like something else mm-hmm. is not is not connecting there. It's like, nah, what do you do? Right, and that's it's just one of those things that I would love to see our receivers get more involved. Like we have preached almost every podcast, I believe is getting your tight ends more involved because mm-hmm. you have Fedoni and Borkature who Borkature has proven that he can be a reliable receiver as well. When you get him the ball, yep. um, it's just can Nebraska design play action boots off that, um, which I mean, you absolutely can, if you're going to be running the read option or any sort of bootleg option with your quarterback, who we know that they can be mobile and get outside the pocket is, all right, can you get your tight ends to do seven, 10-yard routes and get open, find space, get them the ball, and then let them do their work after the catch because they're going to be running into, you know, DBs that are smaller and tinier than them. Because, uh, you know, I theoretically, I wouldn't want, like, Fedoni running at me full speed. It's like watching LeBron <laughs> run at you full speed. Like, I'm not going to get in the way of that. I'm just going to politely move off to the side. <laughs> I am glad to see, and I know I've been, I've been the biggest fan, and I think – out of maybe not all three of us, but I just remember me being like his biggest fan is I'm glad to see Fedoni is now part of the game plan, him and Mm -hmm. Borkature. It's like, Hey, cool. We have tight ends. Let's use them. And we we are rule is finally like, yeah, throw the tight end the ball or at least get them out there and, you know, get them a chance to catch the ball, which is what we've needed. And I'll throw this to you, Nate. Um, Mm -hmm. I know rule said, and it probably Satterfield said it yesterday too, that, you know, Hart, Heinrich, you know, we were a little iffy that he was injured after the game. Um, he did like some tightness and probably, I guess they never really said, but I'm guessing his shoulder. Cause it's probably what he uses to lower and ran, like run people over. Um, but he's hundred percent good to go. Sims, uh, they still say he's working his way back up. Honestly, I'd be really shocked to see Sims Saturday, unless it's an emergency situation, but, uh, for now, yeah, well, thinking Heinrich's going to be the starter, um, unless something else happens. Yeah, I, it's a weird situation because, like, Heinrich came out, I can't remember what quarter it was, but because he got his helmet ripped off, and Jeff Sims trotted out there at quarterback, like, oh, during the game for I one play, <laughs> and they ran the ball with him. <laughs> and then we get to after the weather delay when Harburg is feeling the tightness or whatever mm-hmm. and it's Chubba Purdy in there which that's I don't know what 
I don't know what the decision was there, but it was just an interesting tidbit to like why why just trot why not put Chuba out there or have him hand off the ball for one game while covering mm-hmm. services one game or one play suspension there for right. using this helmet. Like why why bring out Sims? I mean it could if he's not hundred percent, why have him out there if I have him available? Um I don't know. It it'll be definitely interesting going forward, but I think you have to keep I mean, Harburg, he hasn't been the flashiest passer or anything, but he's he's been serviceable. He's They're willing to run him almost 20 carries a game. I mean, I, I don't see why we would change anything up at this point uh, with mm-hmm. regards to quarterback. If, if because this is Nebraska, it, but... <laughs> and what we do sometimes just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Something, something, possibility, something, something, Nebraska. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, he's, and yeah, it's been, it's been against lesser opponents, but we've also seen Sims against better opponents. And mm-hmm. we kind of have seen the product that he can give us against that higher competition. And personally, it wasn't, wasn't a great experience for me. So I'm hoping we, uh, <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> I'm hoping we keep Harvard rolling out there. Um, Purdy was, eh, was I mean, he only he only <laughs> he had out a there, few plays. Yeah, so he... I mean, small sample size. Is <laughs> that one long pass that I was thinking about was Chuba throwing it to Tommy Hill? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he Chuba finished over one, but that was the yep. play that I was thinking about. Well, and the throw <laughs> the throw wasn't bad. And to your point, Nate, I think at this point. It's uh, it's Himberg's job to lose. <laughs> I mean, to me, <clears throat> I'm seeing it as he's proven himself. He's got two wins under his belt. And yes, I understand mm. that the argument will always be, well, it's not Colorado. It's not Minnesota. I would like to argue that if he had started against Minnesota, we probably would have had a bit. Well, I don't know. You you know, ifs and, if, ifs and buts were candy and nuts, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think he would have given us a better chance to win, but I also think that the more you take, the more you put Harburg out there, the better he's going to get. It, it's just that's nature. Like the more mm-hmm. you do something, the better you're going to get, or at least you hope. <laughs> otherwise, right. otherwise, then you're not really. If you if he's not getting any better, then that's the point where it's like, okay, now we need to figure something out. But I think it's his job to lose. Um, oh yeah. And I mean, Sims, and we could, and I think we talked about this maybe before the season or maybe early on, but like we could maybe if Sims does come back healthy, uh, which the conspiracy theory in me is that they're going to keep Sims hurt for a while, that he might actually be okay, but they're going to keep rolling the excuse out to keep Heinrich in there. Um, I don't actually believe that, but crazier things have probably <laughs> happened, but they could start running a two QB system if he comes back. I don't know if I want to see that. It's, but it's not unheard of. It's not impossible. And at this point, I think rule needs anything that's going to work. And I know it's only his first year. So, you know, maybe expectations might be a bit lofty after getting two wins. (laughs) That's maybe possible. But like, I I think if he can, if, if he can get the offense at least rolling and where Mm -hmm. we're like, like you said, if we can at least be a serviceable offense, then really we have a well enough rounded team. We could outside of Michigan this week, we could do almost anything. I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to be barn burners. We're not going to go to the playoff or anything, but 
we could you don't know pull off some surprising we wins. Could, we could run the slate. A lot of other teams have two losses, and we're right up there. If we go ten two, <laughs> <laughs> if Ball we do that, people and all our other teams go two losses as well. If we do that. I will start the petition the day after we win the last game to build the statue for Matt Rule. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're doing this. We we have to do this. Which I mean, you know, <laughs> you look at the schedule after, like, you take away the Michigan. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to win. But uh, you could this see is, it in in an alternate universe. <laughs> this is the one reason why I hate that the visions will go away next year because we're going to lose the beauty of what the Big Ten West is and the absolute crap show that it is going forward <laughs> because it is beautiful if you love sicko college football yeah, like I well, do. It's, it's and this is like everything you want. It is. It's absolutely everything you want. <laughs> you could well, be making a case for Northwestern to win the Big Ten West right and now. They have, ab- like, they have no business winning. Right <laughs> no I mean, neither would, do we. That much well, <laughs> neither do we. I mean, you're right, but... They definitely the, have no business of winning. But on the other side of it, and I mean, we can talk more. We, you know, we should probably move on to the other parts. But Michigan <laughs> has also looked slow. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. not crazy to think Nebraska could build some momentum early and put up a fight against Michigan. Do I think mm-hmm. they're going to win? Sorry, the pessimist in me is taking over. Probably not, because Whoa. Michigan. We're not is at that just, point of the podcast yet. Hey, well, spoilers. <laughs> hey, I didn't give a score. We're good. 30 minutes in time prediction. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we reamed on the offense enough. Uh, I would argue we haven't yet just because (laughs) (laughs) uh, we were talking about it just before we got on that uh, offensive line pass blocking Mm. needs to improve a bit, especially against Michigan's defense. Um, (sighs) <laughs> do we see them taking that big step forward this week? You're I don't right. Think we take a step uh, forward. I'm just saying uh, it's going to be tough, tough sledding. Eight for 17 might be about as much as we can hope for. If Nebraska can get that uh, not false start penalty called on them like they do in the NFL and are yeah. able to do that kick back, <laughs> drop back every play, I think we have a shot to give an extra yeah, second. Depends on the passing back, quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, if it's Turner, then no. Yeah, Turner, Ben Hart. It's like, eh, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll play. Maybe we won't. We'll, we'll just give Heinrich an extra five-yard uh, shotgun. So we'll line up like 10 yards back instead of... <laughs> give him a long snap. <laughs> give him a long snap to start. Oh, man. <laughs> Playing NFL Blitz over here, first and 35. Maybe that's the key to beat Michigan. Maybe they aren't expecting that. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they won't be game planning for that. <laughs> I can for a 10-yard shotgun snap. <laughs> Man, that would be so good. <laughs> but that, that was the only other the only other point I wanted to bring up, is that like our run game, our run blocking has been pretty solid. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. there's times every play is going to break down every now and again, but like that pass blocking needs, needs some help. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where the, the disconnect is. But like, yeah, something's the worst got to change. And the worst part is, is it's, you know, what do you do? I mean, at yeah. this point, and we've been saying that we hope we see Teddy back soon. Yeah, and I was reading maybe rule was thinking about medically redshirting him or just playing him for four games and mm-hmm. redshirting him. Because, uh, yeah, apparently his injury progression has not been going as 
smoothly Great. as they would hope. So. Great. So he's the glass cannon of the year. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, I'm glad it's not Fedoni anymore. But it's somebody on. that, yeah, it's it's not him who I thought probably was going to happen. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's agreed. But yeah. I guess, I I mean, I, it makes sense we've talked about the offense for so long because, again, biggest question mark of the team right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, moving to the defense outside of they started slow and they didn't get a sack. Eh, I mean, I I think I think the fact they didn't get a sack is more of a credit to just how good Louisiana Tech's line was really good. Um, for all for all intents and purposes, they played well. And I mean, mm-hmm. I understand Nebraska's not the end all be all that we used to be, but they did play a good game. Uh, and you know, I mean, they they game planned. It looks like for our or that looked like for our defense well. So credit to them where that's due and. Honestly, um, you know, I can sit here and nitpick a lot of the defense personally, but I wasn't overly upset about it. And like I said, the the fourth quarter touchdown that they got was, I think, more due to the fact that the momentum was with Nebraska up until the delay. And then 100%. once they all came back in, it was like, well, you know. And then not only that, but we came back after they scored and pretty much just chewed clock to finish the game out. So, I mean, really it kind of worked both ways for us. So yeah, having them score sucked, but I don't really blame the defense entirely for that because it, again, it, they just seemed, they seemed off for the first two and a half quarters. And then finally they woke up in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they were like, okay, now we're taking over just like the offense did. So, I mean, I guess if rules game plan is to, you know, keep us in the game and then win in the fourth quarter, then, I mean, we saw that to a degree. We saw that to a very, you know, good degree. So I don't have anything else beyond that. I'll give it to you guys. Uh, I think what we had talked about and what I had wrote down too is this was probably the first game that the tackling that we kind of were worried about coming into the season was not the best that it could have been. Um, especially on Louisiana Tech's first touchdown where the guy like spun off two defenders, you know, waltz right in. It's like the past three games, you would have thought, man, you would have wrapped him up the first guy and then two other three guys storm in and tackle him. And you just kind of bounced right off of us and then waltz right into the end zone. So I, it kind of was apparent the entire game is they just were missing a lot more tackles than we thought they were. It's definitely not the most prolific tackling performance that they've had all year. Hopefully it was just a one one off that's not going to keep happening. Um, especially when you have Blake Corum coming in, who is you know just one of the top running backs in the Big Ten right now, probably besides Braylon Allen. Um, but you know he's going to be he's going to be tough to take down. We know that. Uh, we played against him last year. He was the same way. So uh, definitely just some. Hopefully they clean that up. Just you know emphasis on just what they had done the past three games in terms of open field tackling, open space tackling, all of that. But yeah, like you said, Zach, I mean, outside of that, you know, they really didn't give up a whole lot more than we thought, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, I'm still a little skeptical of how vulnerable our secondary is. And I don't know if that's a testament to just how much zone we're playing, you know, based on the game plan for which team and everything. But again, we also knew that Louisiana Tech was going to come in pass the ball. They had some really talented receivers um, that we also knew about as well and hopefully that's one of the last again michigan probably will be 
a 50 50 split of pass happy as well. But going forward, I don't think we're going to be seeing again, too many pass happy first teams that our secondary has to worry about, worry about, but I'm still a little worried about just them bending, breaking all of that. Um, haven't really broken on a huge, I guess, besides Colorado, but uh, a huge like 60 yard passing touchdown. That was a broken play. We haven't given up one of those yet, which credit to them. You're keeping everything in front, but you know, I don't want the defense to be something where an offense is going to dink and dunk their way down the entire field and score um, at the same time. And another, I guess, issue for Nebraska's defense this season is their red zone defense is atrocious, essentially. Um, I think they've given up points every single time a team has been in the red zone, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal. So, in a sense, they're batting a thousand in terms of letting teams score in the red zone, which you don't want to be doing that unless you're the offense. Um, you want to be batting a thousand in the red zone if you're the offense, but not the defense. So something that we also have to keep in mind kind of for one of our keys is don't let Michigan get into the red zone. Cause right now we haven't really proven that we can stop any team when they get into the red zone yet. Um, but I'll pass. Yeah. I'll pass it there to you, Nate. Tackling was probably my biggest key of, but hopefully it was just a one-off for the game, but they can kind of clean up going forward. Yeah, I'd say my uh, interesting thing is just the potential for turnovers that they had. Um, I mean, we we did, of course, that interception late in the game that really sealed everything, but uh, if I remember right, there were a couple fumbles that we just didn't recover that we kind of poked out against yeah. Louisiana Tech. So that's encouraging to see that we're, you know, at least getting after the ball, trying to at least trying to get turnovers. Um, so even though the ball may not be bouncing our way, it's they're they're at least going out there being physical, um, trying to get things done. So that's, that's encouraging to see. Hopefully as the season progresses, we can get a little more luck on that side, but yeah, overall I was, I was pretty impressed with the defense. We gave up I mean, 14 points against a pass happy team that uh, let's see has scored pretty well i believe in their last few games mm-hmm. i mean 20 30 50 points 40 points so i mean they're they're definitely a more offensive oriented team we have them 14 points and, mm-hmm. and and their games are probably also against lesser competition but um it's it's encouraging to see that our defense was able to step up and uh kind of as you i think mentioned zach you take away that kind of garbage time touchdown in the fourth quarter after a weather delay where things are you know, just kind of, I don't know, not at a hand, but just kind of winding down. Um, 28-7 game, that's that's not too bad. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll allow that on defense. I think going forward, one storyline to watch is going to be uh, what happens with Luke Reimer because he yep. did get injured mm-hmm. in that first quarter. And last I saw, Rule, I think, just kept him as questionable. So. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a whole lot on what the injury is or the extent of it, uh, but he's at least in play to possibly play, but we'll have to keep monitoring that going forward because, I mean, missing one of your top leaders on defense is going to have a big bearing on yep. how effective Michigan can be, especially in the passing game where we were just gashed for almost 300 yards. So seems like there's a lot. there was a lot of cramping going on too. Like that's what I think Heinrich mm-hmm. was essentially – they said that he was dealing with was just cramping and mm-hmm. hopefully that's what Reimer, you know, had some of that mixed with maybe something else. I don't know. Um, but 
But I guess one last thing that I thought of that I hope stays true, even if the tackling was pretty rough in this game, was we still were swarming the ball. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that was good. Like, as long as that stays, you know, the tackling, I think, will continue to... It was good. It wasn't good this last game, but it has been good mm-hmm. outside of, you know, this last game in certain cases. But still, like, we're swarming the ball, and I think... I think the defense also is taking care of themselves to the point where it's like they'll watch that on film and be like, oh, that was bad. We need to fix that and we'll take the accountability and then do better. Mm-hmm. So I think there's I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot that they probably found out about themselves in this last game that they can build on. I think that goes for the whole team, not just defense. But I mean, the right. defense is as of right now, I think the cornerstone of our team where we are building we are building our foundation for the team this year <laughs> off of the defense and then hoping yep. that the rest of the team can come together. Um, yeah, speaking I, of that, you know, <laughs> you know, we've got the special team still to talk about, but the best play of the game. probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say, before we move on to that, I did see that um, I forget who it was. Some of the Nebraska media was talking about if Nebraska can hold Michigan to about 17 points, Nebraska will have a chance. And I I would say I would agree with that. It's probably a sweet spot. If we can hold them to 17 or less, mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps us at least having potential to be in that game. I think so. it's possible. It's yeah. going to be hard. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, it's... I know I earlier said the pessimist in me is saying no, <laughs> but I think it's possible. The problem mm-hmm. is, is our defense might be able to hold them. Can we follow that mm-hmm. up with a score? It's... That's where I'm unsure. It's one of those things where I've seen that Nebraska's margin for error this season is just so slim Mm -hmm. where you know that no matter like it's not like a shootout offense where no matter any time you get the ball, you're probably going to put up points. It's you don't know when Nebraska on offense is going to be able to go down and score points and then on defense be able to stop them. So it's almost like even if it's the first possession of the game, it's like every offensive possession for Nebraska is just so important because you have no idea when they're going to score. And then that margin for error of whether it's a turnover, making a mistake, a penalty, it's just so it gets slimmer and slimmer with each possession as it goes throughout the game. Uh, Knowing that, especially when you have Michigan coming in is you have to be able to take care and take those opportunities and take those chances that either Michigan gives you or that you get afforded. Um, Cause it, it might come down to, you have to catch Michigan on a mistake, make them make a mistake you know, whether it's a penalty or a turnover that you're able to force and just be able to take advantage of that opportunity and get some sort of points off of it. Cause if you don't, I mean, it's as each possession goes on, the game will probably just swing more in favor of Michigan. Cause they're going to be the more well-balanced experienced veteran team that will be able to take care of those opportunities and make use of them. Whereas Nebraska, we just don't know because we haven't been able to prove that all season yet, but Special teams. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're going to my favorite play of the game. Probably the best play of the game. Um, I've seen, obviously, I am talking about the uh, fake field goal attempt where Timmy Bleak Road got the shoelace tackled or else he would have been in for a touchdown. <laughs> and it's one of those where, you know, you only call, like, how many of those special team plays have been ran against Nebraska where we got bit? Um, like Iowa, Illinois, punter is you only run those type of plays if you get a certain look from the Louisiana Tech game field that you've been monitoring and studying. And 
credit to Ed on uh, Coach Ed Foley, I should specify, um, being able to recognize those look and be able, you know, it's one of those moments where you, you finally realize that the coaching game plan does come into like effect is when you see those type of plays work out because it's something that they saw on film and then they're doing it in person. They're like, okay, this is the time to run it because they're showing you that and it's going to work. You know, it's, it, that almost looked like a running back hole that got opened up based on that play. <laughs> no one's going to believe me. I guarantee it. But I remember when they lined up and I was like, God, what if they fake it here? And then they did it. And I was like, I was like, it's, you know, I knew it. <laughs> it's, it's one it of like those. Fourth and, it was like fourth and two, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. very long. So and I was it's, like, man, we should just try to go for it here. And, and it's, you know, Alvaro missed the field goal later in the game. So it's almost, knowing that, it's like probably not a guarantee that Alvaro would have made the field goal either. But I how also go back. A, how long of a field goal was that, though? Oh, I, I have to go back and look. I guess I can look real quick. I was going to um, say, like, like 30, I don't 40. remember. <clears throat> it was it was on the longer <clears throat> side. And it's one of those things where being that he's a freshman, it's one of those where it's like, you know, I think because he, he, he made all of his extra points. So, right. You know, I think he's, I think he's got a certain range and he just has to, you know, get his strength. Uh, up and get it 41 better. yarder. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't kick. I have no idea what's long yeah, in either. this case, but right. <laughs> um, in this case, I do a freshman kicker too. It's, mm-hmm. I think he's got plenty of a long leash and he definitely has shown he's yeah. got the leg. He's just got to get the accuracy down. So I'm not worried about him. Other than if that's you know if we have to win the game, it, yeah. we lose by three next year against Michigan. That'll be uh, hey, hey, hey. that'd be play. that would be that if we even if that's the case, I still would say that would almost be a success against Michigan, the number two team in the country, and we only lose by three. That'd be I think if Nebraska covers the spread, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is down. Zach and I are talking. We're we're down to only a seventeen point underdog yeah, now. So. It was like what eighteen and a half. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> little by maybe. little, we'll little be down to sixteen every half point. <laughs> but yeah, going, yeah, that. going back to that play, it's. I'm glad they ran it. I'm glad you know, coaching was able to effectively execute that play. Now, would I have liked to have seen that run against Michigan against Louisiana Tech? Absolutely, but. It's one of those, it's it's almost like you can't never not run it again. But it's also one of those plays that you can only run so many times throughout the season before teams probably start preparing for it or start looking for it and everything. It's, you know, I'm a little, that's why I'm like a little sad is they just had, they used it against Louisiana Tech when you probably didn't need to use it against Louisiana Tech in that type of game where you could have saved it for like a Michigan type game where you completely catch them off guard. But um you know, we know Michigan's a well-versed team, top to bottom, and Nebraska is not at the moment. So I get why they did it, but it was still a cool play nonetheless. It was a lot of yeah. fun when it happened, too. <laughs> Although, yep. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing I did. They started the fourth quarter, and before they had started or showed anything on TV, they were like, here's the play of the game. I'm like, we have a whole quarter yet to go. Like, this game's <laughs> no, not over. That was the play of the game. <laughs> and I, I agree, but it was like there is still a solid chance something else could happen that takes us all the way beyond that. So it's like it's a little early to be declaring that the play of the game, I thought. <laughs> Brian Buscini trucks the defender, goes 90 yards <laughs> to the house. <laughs> oh, we just saw a fullback run a kickoff return on Sunday for the Texans. Yeah. So anything <laughs> can go. happen. There you go. Anything can happen. <laughs> 
Honestly, I think this might be a short section because we've kind of already thrown it in pretty much everywhere. But I mean, I I suppose we can recap with some quick thoughts. And I mean, to me, it's it's, if Nebraska can at least look competent against Michigan, I'll be happy. Michigan's the number two team in the country for a reason. They're good. We, unfortunately, are not. And I just want to see a competitive team. Uh, Kind of like how I think it was Frost's first year when we stuck with them for the entire game and only lost by maybe a touchdown or whatever it was. I remember. Yeah, wasn't it? That was that or that was a game that we got absolutely brutalized. I remember there was one game. I could have sworn there was one game with Frost that we were really close with Michigan for a while. And then I think they um, was that the one that was Adrian's last year. Yeah, the one in 2018, we lost 10 to 56. No, that's not. Oh, I want to know who I'm thinking of then. Hmm. I was going to say that was that was the one we had absolutely brutalized. And then Joe Klatt said after the game, it's like, it's not rock bottom yet, guys. Like Frost is the right guy. And then Nebraska conceded to lose the next two games before. No, next three games before beating Minnesota. I have no idea who I'm thinking. of. It was it was it was it the last game that Michigan was here. Maybe. Because that was that was a game that Adrian lost. Like we lost the fumble when he should have been called down for that forward progress, and then Michigan kicks the game-winning field goal. Yes, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was like Adrian's last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we stuck with them that whole game, and then like we had a chance to go down and drive and win the game, and then Adrian gets caught in like a forward progress that they never called, and he gets the ball stripped. But you know. Either I was going to say it definitely was not Frost first year because we got <laughs> brutalized that game. <laughs> it must have been must have been something else in, before that then because I remember we played a team similar to Michigan that was up there. Maybe not that far up. Was there. it the Ohio State game? There was maybe it was, it was that one. It was the COVID Ohio State game. Maybe that's what it was. Even though anyway, we lost that one seventeen to fifty two, but we anyway, were anyway. If we, we can <laughs> if we can do that with Michigan, I'll be happy. Don't know where a lot, of, I was... a lot of that was the three and nine season. We were close with everybody. Yeah, that was the three and nine season. Yeah, that's a good point. And then we, we were like, we well, lost every game after that. Let's bring Frost back for another year. What more could happen? <laughs> 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 well, clearly my memory is going away. But anyway, uh... you're making the right decision and blocking out a lot of 2018 yep. to 2022. <laughs> well, if. Uh... As long as we can, you know, keep it close and make, you know, if we can look competent, I'm happy. So that's what I want. Quick thoughts on the game. <laughs> I'll just, I'll throw out the lovely stat numbers that I did. Um, well, there, there was more of ranks of offense and defenses between Nebraska and Michigan. Um, as you would guess, Nebraska's defense is definitely one of the top of the country. Um, they're 23rd overall in total defense, but, you know, the passing defense really gives up a lot of that. But, you know, Nebraska's sixth in the country for rushing uh, – right, sorry, that's a rushing offense. They're sixth in the country for rushing offense, which another amazing stat. So, well, we take that. And then they're, uh, they're the number one team in the country for rushing defense, which is an astounding stat. I think they're averaging either 100 yards or less or – barely giving up a hundred yards on the ground um, a game next. No, I'll keep going. I'll look at that stat later, but we knew this would come down to, you know, 
Nebraska's defense versus Michigan's offense. And I think that is going to be probably the more important battle of keeping Nebraska in the game. Um, Cause we know what their offense is. You're going to have to be able to take opportunities and take those chances when you get them um, converting those third down conversions, not making mistakes, keeping the ball secure, hitting like just effectively executing the offense. Well, and I think if you limit those mistakes and are able to move the ball, Nebraska's offense can get to the end zone and give up or score some points back to the rushing defense. So yeah, they're averaging 46 yards a game for rushing defense. Like that's astounding. They're giving up 1.83 yards of rush. Like that's pretty much getting back to the line of scrimmage and maybe a yard of what they're giving up with their rushing defense. I mean, that's phenomenal that, you know, like we said previous year, that's hints of that 2009 defense where they were just unstoppable uh, and keeping Nebraska in the game. So I think, I mean, you're really going to have to lean hard on your defense this game of keeping you in the game. And then hopefully they're able to create some turnovers and get some shorter fields for Nebraska's offense to work. I think that's going to be the key is when Michigan has it in, long field territory are you able to stop them make them squib a punt shank a punt you know get a turnover get your offense a shorter field to work with instead of having to drive 70 yards or something like that i think if you get uh, any a couple of those opportunities and nebraska takes advantage of them you know there's a chance that nebraska is keeping this game close tied for some part of it um just giving your offense any sort of confidence to go back out there and be like all right our defense is playing their tails off let's go out and show them that we can also score some points and, you know, try to uh, upset the khakis that are coming in. <laughs> yeah, I would say my, I don't know, goals for the game, what I'd like to see. Um, I mean, we're we're going to need a good disciplined running attack. It, we're not going to be passing for 500 yards to try and beat Michigan in a shootout. It's not going to happen. We're gonna or have we to... make them think. <laughs> Yeah, as much as I would love to see a complete reversal <laughs> of the offense against the number two team in the nation, uh, I think what better time? You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> but what better time? You know, right now is time to do it. <laughs> but I think we're gonna have to, you know, win win in the trenches. It's going to be hard fought big 10 game there. We're going to have to beat them on the ground. And then I really want to just see a clean game from us. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm fine with us losing the game. I just don't want to see us beating ourselves with stupid mistakes, penalties, turnovers. Like if we can play a game. I don't, if we lose by, you know, 14, 20 points, it happens. They're an overall better team. I'm not going to, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mince meat. They're like they're they're probably just the better built team right now, and that's something we're gonna have to face. But we can play with them, and that mm-hmm. that's what I want to see. I want to see a, a good game from us, where we're not oh turnover here. Oh, here's a couple personal fouls, um, going backwards, not blocking, not tackling. I wanna I want to see a complete game from the team and. They have an opportunity to do it against a good team, and they could have good results if that does happen. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to see, I think, from this team. And I would really like to see, we were kind of talking about it before, where Michigan's had slower starts. Mm-hmm. There could be a theoretical window of opportunity where we 
grab some momentum early in the game, but that means that we also have to not have a slow start on our end. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can, if we can, you know, get a jump on them early, I think things could turn our way. It's a home game. Anything could happen. I think that'll be our kind of our key to victories. We have to get the jump on them first and just ride the momentum wave from there. But we'll have to see how things shake out. It'll be, it'll probably be a dogfight. So gotta, gotta be ready for a full four, full four quarter game, not just winning the fourth quarter, unfortunately. So I think if it's as long as it's not like what Oklahoma was last year, mm-hmm. there, where it's like it's an absolute blowout after the first quarter, I, as long it's kind of like what I thought the Colorado game plan was going to be is if you're within 10 points at halftime or, you know, you're tied at some point at any end of the quarter, I think that's just a victory for Nebraska uh, is you just have to be able to keep pace with them mm-hmm. and running the ball, killing the clock is going to be in your favor. As long as you're able to convert, you know, whatever we're averaging, like five and a half, six and a half yards a carry, as long as we're able to keep doing that and just, you know, you keep extending drives, keep killing the clock, especially with these new clock rules, um, that the longer you keep Michigan's offense off the field, the higher the chance Nebraska has to just keep it close and keep keep themselves in the game and not, again, you know, this is all barring Nebraska pulling in Nebraska and not doing what Clemson is doing this year. It's, they're the new Nebraska, so thankfully that's torches <laughs> being passed. I was gonna say, oh. let's hope that like that that uh, whole curse that we've had has been passed somewhere else. Past like the Dabo, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. In, I'm okay with that. Clemson on Saturday definitely did what Nebraska has always done in the past five years of shooting themselves in the foot. So nice to see somebody else do it. But I agree with your point as <laughs> as long as we're just able to extend drives, keep Michigan's offense off the field. Um, in terms, I mean, I yes, I've always said I want our defense on the field because that is our best unit. That's the unit that I'm excited to watch play. But I would rather see them less if because they're getting three and outs for Michigan's offense. Like that would be ideal too. Is the defense didn't play much, but oh yeah, they're forcing three and outs every time they go out. So like that's an automatic one too. So yeah. it's just it's one of those. It's a give and take. But you know, like I said, you're gonna have to lean on Nebraska's defense to win this game or at least keep you anywhere close to a tied score, a less than 10 point uh, score at any point during the game. And like I said, if Nebraska covers, I'll be happy. (laughs) Well, with that, let's see how optimistic we are then. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got mine written down. So you guys can take some time to think, but yeah, I got to think. I think our defense is going to show out for a while. I think, Michigan is eventually going to overtake us. Um, I could see this being a close-ish game going into halftime, and so you know we're all kind of feeling good about it. And then the second half will come, and that's when you just see the differences in teams. You know, of a coach that's been there and built up his team for <clears throat> quite a few years, compared to where Rule in his first year work not working with a too with too much and not quite got everybody he wants in there and all that. My prediction is uh, it's not really a low scoring affair, but it's not necessarily like a shootout. It's kind of right in the middle. Um, I unfortunately am not optimistic about a win, but I think Nebraska will be within a good range. And I, I'm going with the cover here. 
unless the line changes on me by the time this comes out again. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that Nebraska is going to lose in a 21 to 35 game. So I will go. Nebraska is going to cover. Um, I'm still going to stick with kind of the, you know, Michigan scoring around the mid to low 30 range. So I'll go up 31, 17. Um, you know, their offense definitely led by JJ McCarthy, uh, Blake Corum. So we know they're proven guys. We've seen them play. We've played against them before. Um, we know what they can do, but you know, they haven't, yeah, they haven't scored more than 35 this season. They've just been, you know, 30, 35, 31, 31. So they're probably just that type of offense where they just, they score the points when they can and when they need to. Um, but they're not going to beat you in a shootout game either. They're, gonna beat you as a big 10 team would be you is in the trenches like nate said and uh yeah as long as nebraska is within the cover of the spread i'll take that as a victory <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna go uh we'll we'll do the trifecta cover here um that will give that moral victory to us so congrats guys um, <laughs> don't let and then down. if we come out with the regular victory it's it's even sweeter um Oh, but, the, the rule aid might be a flowing by then. <laughs> It'll be flowing all the way out to California here. If that, <laughs> we off that upset. But uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than we think, but I think the overall score is going to not reflect that. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be one of those games where we stick with them for, you know, three quarters and just kind of let go in the end. I hope I'm wrong. I, w- I would love to see it be a, a real close game where it comes down to the wire. We win or something. Uh, if, uh, you know, that'd be real cool to see. I think overall I'm going to go Michigan 24, Nebraska 13, though. I think our offense is going to have a bit of a time against Michigan's defense. I think our defense is going to keep us in the game for the most part, but then uh, probably towards the end of it just – Unfortunately, get a little gas there. So, so I think we'll hold them under what they've been scoring. But I think ultimately Nebraska takes the unfortunate L this week. So, as long as they stick with them, I think. Yeah. I think that's where we're all at. As long as they uh, stick with them, I think we're okay. So, yeah, give them a game, see some fight. That's oh, God, I think what a lot of people want to see. So. God, I remember. I, think... I just randomly pulled up a video from last year's game. Why would you was, do that? Well, because I was looking at last year's box score. <laughs> and I remember that they had like that dumb luck touchdown where their receiver fumbled it at like the three yard line, bounced into the end zone, and they recovered it for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if we can, that's if what we a lot of that season was happening. If we can stop things like that from happening, you know, I'll be happy. I just remember they had a lot of dumb luck with that game, too. I mean, we only scored three points. So. I do like the idea of the fact that, like we've all talked about, Michigan has not necessarily started fast, and they aren't scoring. Was that last year that they were scoring like 50 points a game? It wasn't that high, but they were scoring like an astronomical amount of points, and mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. like, it was like, dang, that's how they're going to win. Like this year has not been like that. Mm-hmm. So, And I'll be interested. I mean, looking at last year, what they did against us, you know, obviously different defensive scheme now, but I mean, they, Blake Corum ran, 28 times for 162 yards. So going up a defense, better defensive line now is our, is Michigan going to be able to do that? Run it 28 times with that many yards against this defense, the number one 
rushing defense in the country this uh this time around so mm-hmm. be interested to see i mean i don't know if they're gonna go 50 50 i assume that they will because you know jj mccarthy is a better passer uh than what we've seen but who knows who knows what they're gonna throw at us i just want to be khaki man <laughs> also <laughs> a known a, a stat that they talked about on the game that i hope carries over and i think it carried over i don't quite remember brain's a little foggy but uh nebraska has not allowed a touchdown on the opposing uh, for the opposing team they've not allowed a touchdown on the opening drives in each half so they stopped them in the first on the first drive that the uh, uh, opponent had in the first half and the second half so if nebraska can do that and can you know i mean granted they're eventually going to give up a touchdown to michigan we mm-hmm. know this but if they can start off with that like if you know if they if michigan comes out and uh receives the ball first and we stop them maybe three and out or whatever and we don't let mm-hmm. them score like that's going to be huge like people in the stadium are going to be going nuts so right but it's the it's everybody's favorite time of the episode where we have a <laughs> we have an award to hand out <laughs> now we know I uh, I think I said it last week, and I feel like this week now I'm now I feel like I've you know gotten the chance to say it again, but uh, I'm going the entire offensive line. Yep, I think that's probably a yeah consensus I, all around. I uh, I would refine it by saying like our pass blocking, but uh, we can't. So I was I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say that I was gonna say that and be like our oh, specifically our pass blocking, but it's like yeah. but it's still the same unit, unfortunately. The offensive line is the uh, winner this week. Uh, so, quote unquote, could, winner. Yeah, if we could, if we could fire them into the sun and get a new offensive line that can pass block, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. That'd be but, super neat. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see anybody else that took that at all. I was like, it's the offensive line. And yes, if we're being specific, when they pass block, but like, <laughs> you have to kind of you know, keep it contained because it was still them. Beggars can't be choosers, so get good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, and good. then, <laughs> all right. And then moving on to trivia, who once again are consistent, one of our consistent listeners, Chris, won again. Congrats, Chris. Uh, congrats, Chris. Um, and I got to go back and find out what the question was. I don't even remember. <laughs> But while uh, while I look that up, we'll start with what this week's is, which is when was the last time the Huskers beat the Wolverines? And the bonus is who was the leading scorer in that game? And that question is between both between both teams. So um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but if it was somebody from Michigan that had, had the most points scored, that's going to be your answer. It's not a Nebraska specific. So uh, when was the last time that the Huskers beat the Wolverines? And then the bonus is who is the who was the leading scorer. And as said before, um, if you go to any of our socials or any of the descriptions of the episodes, depending on where you listen to them, there should be a link in there that leads you to the forum directly or to our our link tree that has the submit uh, submit your trivia answers here button. Uh, so you can do it on your phone. Uh, you can do it on your computer. You can you can answer it however you see fit. Um, and then we are still taking answers. So as of right now, Chris is the only one that's been answering. So if you want to 
enter into a drawing for a prize, you know, this is your chance to to uh, take on some trivia. Um, and then if you also want to email us, if that's your thing, nobody's emailed us yet, but if you're deciding this week to do that, it's uh, NebraskaAbilities at gmail.com. If you're watching the video, I've got it at the bottom, as well as it should be in the uh, descriptions as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then finally for last week, I'm going to have to lean on you guys. All right. What was the last year that Nebraska played against Louisiana Tech? God, I forgot already this question. Um, I believe, it, down believe it was 2006. Six. That sounds about right. We'll just do some quick Google. You, you would be right. <laughs> okay. It was 2006. Okay. Yes. And so then the, uh, so the last year we played Louisiana tech was 2006 and the head coach at that time was good old Billy C Bill Callahan, <laughs> Mr. West coast offense himself. Fun fact. Zach Taylor was the quarterback that game. Yeah. It worked out for him. Look how he's doing now. <laughs> he is one and two at the moment. Hey, the Bengals started off slow last they year do. too. That so better than they'll be fine. Yeah, they will. Right. They will be <laughs> right. So Nate and I will not be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. Some ah. of us teams haven't even won a game yet, Zach. Hey, not my fault. <laughs> I just how I just, could you? We should look into Jalen for some tampering. I'm just a little <laughs> sus over there with the tush push. Hey, formation ooh, hey, uh, people from there. people from Philadelphia are calling it the brotherly shove. So <laughs> I love that. I like the love tush it. push better. That, that makes it a little <laughs> tush, tush push sounds funnier, but brotherly love, brotherly shove is just funny. But uh, unless we have anything else to talk about, I think that. I think that does it. Yeah, I'd say we'll probably wrap things up here unless you got something profound to say, Andy. Uh, don't wear blue Saturday and don't wear khaki pants. And, of oh. course, go Big Red. Always. <laughs> and Scurs by 90. Scurs by 90 always. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a good showing by our Huskers. And, yeah, in Hamburg we believe. So, with that, we'll just leave you that uh, it's a possibility. It's a Nebraska ability.